I'm Jonathan. I'm Coco. I'm Emily. I'm sorry you're still sick, Emily. It's, that happens. It's, it's a shame that we have to record these sessions over an entire week and you've still had that same cold that you did back then. I know, right? Day. It's so resilient. It really hangs on. It's like the purple one from Pandemic. Anyway. So Monday, we talked about your basic bog-standard trivia games and some of the challenges there. Wednesday, we talked about games where it's not about do you know the answer, but can you come up with an answer or a few answers for mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. and some of the problems inherent there, and also some of the advantages. Now we're going to see what happens when we put actual game designers on the case. It's not just a matter of can we get a, you know, Family Guy trivia game out in time for Christmas because Family Guy is apparently popular this season. I am old. Um, I was going to say, what year is it? And, 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 and try to design an actual game around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Wits and Wagers by Dominic Carpichet mm-hmm. has to be one of the big one, heavy hitters there. Yeah. So if you don't like trivia and you also don't like uh, bluffing, just or, don't. Yeah. Or not bluffing. Actually, you don't have to not... It's okay if you don't care for trivia all that much. Mm-hmm. But um, if you also don't like the, the response to the trivia, which is the gambling aspect, the push, your, the push your luck aspect. Not everybody's a big fan of, uh, of gambling. This guy. But the thing is, though, Wits and Wages is glorious because you don't have to know any of the answers. You're just betting on who does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're betting on who's closest. So you'll have different categories, just like in every other trivia game. Like, you know, how many times has Jack Nicholson been nominated for Best Actor? Or yeah. how many meters tall is Mount Everest? And chances are nobody knows the actual answer. You all write something down. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get as close as you can to the real answer without going over. You know, right. Price is Right style. Right. And you put them out in this Vegas felt in order from lowest to highest. And everybody starts putting their betting tokens on the one they think came closest without going, going over. Mm-hmm. And then we find out what the real answer is. And the people who bet on that one get points. So you get to play whether or not you actually know the answer. And you get to... You get to play all the time anyway because you're betting on the answer right so if i know that my friend dave is a big sports fan and it's a sports related question i'm probably going to bet on his answer unless of course he's being a jerk and writing down a wrong answer specifically because he knows everybody else is going to bet on that see that's the fun part about Whitson is like there's not a ton of room to be a like jerk in game for a trivia game. It's true. I mean, you can like rub it in someone's face if they were wrong, but that's just kind of like mean-spirited. Wits and wagers, you can mess with people. Like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can make everyone's day terrible. You can make people, you know, like, rue the day that they trusted you. Oh, God. Are you going to say it or should I? Classic oh. Emily. <laughs> but it's... So, yeah, it's the... And I think it's interesting that people are able to be jerks outside of game and that can ruin a game. But in games like Wits and Wager... Being a jerk is built into success in the game. And that's because it's in-game, that is part of the fun. Whereas if it's out of game, it can be part of what makes you not want to play it. Mm-hmm. So like Wits and Wagers is a great answer to why trivia doesn't work for some people. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big fan of Fauna by Friedman Freeze. You guys ever tried this one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Animals. Everybody mm-hmm. likes animals, right? Yeah. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to get an animal, and there's this huge deck of cards, beautifully illustrated, really, really yeah, this nice. this huge board with a big map of the world, yeah. full color. Yeah. And um, so an animal comes out, and you're going to be starting to place bets on where this animal lives, how big it is, and how much it weighs, and how long its tail is. Mm-hmm. And you score points for being right. You score points for being close. Yeah. You don't actually lose points for being way off. Mm. But every time you're way off of something, you, can, you, you don't get to make as many guesses next turn. Yeah. 
And you do get your guesses back gradually. But on mm-hmm. one particular turn, if you make a ton of guesses that are all wrong, then for a little while, you're not going to be able to guess as many times as the others. You'll gradually get your stuff mm-hmm. back. So it's very forgiving of mistakes. Right. Uh, and it's also very easy to sort of piggyback on people who are like, for example, if you have no idea where a particular animal is from and your friends are all betting on Africa. Right. And it's like, well, I can get it. There's a space here in Africa nobody's taken yet. I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah. It probably lives Feels there safe. too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you because you still score if you're close, just not as much if you, as if, as you do if you're exactly right. Okay. You know, if somebody says, "Oh, I think the tail's like five centimeters long." Okay, I'll uh, go with eight centimeters long because that's mm-hmm. pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and can price is right if you're really exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the board's double sided too. You've got imperial measurements on one side and metric measurements on the other side, so well, it's a nice, nice sort of cultural yeah, accessibility issue. Yeah, it's a really issue. nice touch. Oh. It's a really really nice touch. That's cool. I really like fauna. I don't think it comes out as nearly as often as it deserves to. Mm-hmm. Wonder why that is. Why don't, why don't people play it as often? I'm not going to lie. I think that if someone said no stuff about animals, I'd be like, I don't know stuff about animals. I don't know if I would have a good time guessing where an animal is from. Hmm. I think fun is one of those games that you may never like pick it up of your own volition, but... Most people I know that have played it, even if you don't necessarily know a lot about animals, like have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like it's really beautifully made, right? Mm-hmm. And there's enough stuff to guess on that there's a chance that you will know something, right? right. right? People That's are so used to trivia games yeah. being a sort of a uh, a zero something, whether you know the answer or you don't. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, it's not clear, I guess, mm-hmm. initial presentation that fauna is not like that. That I, being close still counts. Yeah. And I still think the, the the box of fauna, if I'm remembering it correctly, the box art. The box art looks. It looks like it's a really intense strategy game. Yeah. Uh, it so does. it doesn't on the outs where Wits and Wagers kind of has this like, oh, it's a wacky trivia <laughs> game. It's blue and yellow and green yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, like a map like, of the world yeah. and like you know watercolor painted animals. It's got like the there. Jurassic Park font for the name, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, so it's it's beautiful and it looks like it it looks like a more serious game yeah, when like maybe it's folks feel like, like it's not accessible. Hours, yeah. Mm. yeah. That might be part of why it doesn't come out very often. But also, I think you you. As a guru on the floor, do you often get a lot of people being like, recommend a trivia game for me? Pretty yeah, often, or, yeah. All the time. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I feel like if you're coming in for a trivia game, you just go to the Trivial Pursuit section and have your way. Most people that come in the cafe, if they don't already have the knowledge that Trivial Pursuit is kind of bad, will pick up Trivial Pursuit, set it up, get 10 minutes in, and go, oh yeah, this does suck. I remember now. And then they want to play something else. So this happens a lot. Trivial Pursuit's brand image is built around being the hard trivia game. Yeah. The one that nobody knows any answers to. Right. Which means that the phrase, I don't know, is going to get used a lot yeah, more often fun. than any of the actual answers. And it's very easy for that to reach a point where it's just frustrating. Right. So I'm, um, I'm a member of the couple who comes in and I put Trivial Pursuit on the table and then I remember that I hate it. And I ask you, help me. What maybe, I'm thinking, we haven't talked about timeline yet. Oh, oh timeline's so good. Uh, you always have a chance in Timeline. Yeah. It's so easy to get started with. It's so quick to set up. Yeah. I um, love that game. How Timeline works is you have these cute little cards, and they come in a whole bunch of different themes. There's like Timeline History, Timeline Music and Movies, Timeline Inventions, and and these tiny little cards. One side has a nice little picture yeah. and the name of a thing, you know, a historical event, an invention, whatever. And the other side has the date it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start off with one in the middle, date face up, and then you've got a bunch in front of you, date face down, and then you have to incorporate them into the timeline. So, you know, like, Evita came out in 1996. Mm. Uh, so, 
that's our starting point. And then I can be, okay, so like, you know, did, you know, Rolling Stones album Sticky Fingers come out before or after Evita? Right. And I put it in, I flip it over. If I'm right, it stays. And now it's between. Right. Now here's Alien. Did that yeah. come out before Sticky Fingers or and or between Sticky Fingers mm-hmm. and Evita or after Evita? Yeah. Well, and that's kind of nice because you'll often get people who maybe they don't know the exact date of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm bad with exactitude, but I'm good at context. Yeah. So with, ti- with timelines, I can think, great. So I don't know exactly the year that Evita came out, but I can think of sort of like the context around the time when Evita might have come out versus the context around what I know about the Rolling Stones and think more or less which is going to go where. So it allows, it's, it's, it sounds like it's a little more forgiving. It really is because you always have a shot at it. Uh, one of the other things that can be an issue with games, with trivia games in particular, is the specificity of the topic. Right. When you bring out timeline music and cinema, there's usually one person at the table who knows way more about music and cinema than the other players. So it can feel kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you bring out inventions, that's really neutral. I don't know anybody who's an expert on inventions. Yeah. And discoveries, too, is one. You know, like, yeah. when did people find out what a potato was? Yeah, when did Europeans find out what a potato was? They yeah. always say by Europeans. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah, would be European, and then there'll be, like, South American, and then, you know, like, you know, when did you when did they discover, like, this dinosaur, or that dinosaur, yeah. When or was that the planet dinosaur? Neptune discovered? Huh. Cool. Um, Interesting. Those that are great. Timeline yeah. also is good uh, because it does it again. Another thing that a lot of trivia games don't do, where it becomes harder the longer yes. the game goes on. It starts easy, so it's accessible right yeah. from the get go. Right. Okay. Printing press before or after insulin. Uh. You can probably do that one. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, fire before or after the the compact disc. Mm-hmm. You but can if, probably do that. But if I'm going like. Evita to the internet to Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit right. to Alien. Now I need to be a little bit more careful, more specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it starts easy enough to give you a little bit of confidence. Yes, I can do this. I can play this, and gradually the challenge ramps up, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the opposite of Quizniac, another one they bring out a lot. Where Quizniac the, is the perfect trivia game. It starts super hard and mm-hmm. then gradually gets easier. So right. your card's got ten clues on it for the same answer. They start out super obscure. Mm-hmm. If you guess right, you get your points. If you guess wrong, you get another clue. Nice. Yeah, and Quizniac also is just super fun to play with just two people it's or more than It's the perfect trivia like, game. It's as far great. as I'm concerned, like, it is like the apex of the genre. There is one problem I've seen it run into with some of the customers at Snakes, though. It's out of print? That's the only thing wrong with it. There, that's that the is, only that is thing kind of wrong with it. Here's the other thing. You know, what, you know, you know what phrase you're going to say a lot the first few rounds of Quizniac? I don't know. Uh-huh. That's but then the you one. eventually know. Like, yeah, the fact that's that the I'm... thing. Like, you will get there. Yeah. But a lot of people who love Timeline for the fact that they can start easy are are, are going to get discouraged. Because mm. the first three, four questions they get asked, they don't know. They get used to saying, I don't know. And they feel like, I'm never going to get this. Right. I, I try to, to, to give a sense that, oh, but it's okay. They get easier. They get easier. Nobody yeah. ever gets it on the first couple. It's fine. Yeah. But they still often, not always but often find themselves getting discouraged. I see them kind of deflating as because they feel like they're expected to know right away. Oh, see, I really, um, I really like that about Quizniac because yeah. it starts out hard and it's like, I'm, I'm th- like, there's a lot of things that I can guess that answer the question that I think it's asking for, but they might all be wrong. And I know that when I get that wrong, even though I've given it a shot, it will still get easier later. Exactly. I love that about yeah. Quizniac. And it's kind of fun to throw out like your random guesses. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes, sometimes if we're really lucky, they stick. 
And, that's, and you're like, yes. Ten points, boom. Yeah. Yes. And that answers, that gives you, built right into the content mm-hmm. of the game, that sort of enlightenment experience of playing mm-hmm. Trivial Pursuit. Where like when you're playing Trivial Pursuit and if someone gets the answer right and then they also go, this also happened and this is also true and this is about the thing. With Quizniac, you're like, oh my god, I didn't know that Barbie's middle name is Millicent or whatever. <laughs> like by losing the game or by going by not being as successful at the game right away you get more information yeah. than you would have had otherwise yeah you learn just really so fun. much more from Quizniac mm-hmm. than you learned from like any other trivia game I would say the only actual downside to Quizniac is replayability though yes because it's right. like every card is a spoiler nearly right? every trivia game suffers from this Fair. Uh, yeah. wits and wagers mm-hmm. and timeline manage to sidestep it right but almost all the others do have that issue mm-hmm. if the point of the game is knowing the stuff then replayability is limited because then people know the stuff. Mm-hmm. If the point of the game is somewhat padded by like the betting factor or the or uh, by the fact there's an actual game in it, yeah, that you fair, play. yeah. Uh, I was right. Avita did come out in 1996. Nice. Uh, I think that's quite enough for this week on the Snakes Cast. Thank you so much, Coco, for coming back and joining us. You're welcome. Some more Evita trivia for you. Uh, Evita has the record for most costume changes by a single person in a movie. 86. The political figure of Eva Perón so, is totally underrepresented in the movie Evita. So you can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com to say hello or to suggest a topic. The previous record holder was Liz Taylor from Cleopatra. Uh, the snakes Significantly ca- less. Uh, Fewer. Yeah. So the Snakes cast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. Tune in next week for our game spotlight on Cottage Garden. I've also actually never seen a Vita. I just know a lot of trivia about it. You don't know a lot of trivia about it. You have the Wikipedia article in front no, of no, you. No, no, I knew that before. I knew that before. I'm looking because the we're opinions do this gag. expressed on the Listen. Snakes cast are those of the presenters and our guest, and nobody else's. See you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Mm-hmm.